Now we have uh, a letter from a lady in Oakland, California, which I'm reading because I think it brings up matters that many women today, more than ever, and even Christian women, have to face. It's a very heartbreaking kind of letter, and yet I think perhaps we can be of help to her as we write. Now, I have written to her personally to try to answer this question. It's something I don't always do, and I don't invite uh, you to write to me or expect that I'm going to answer letters. I would like to get your letters. I'm always happy to get letters so that I can respond to them on the air, but I can't promise to write individual letters to you because I just simply do not have the kind of staff to enable me to do that. But I am happy to get letters from you on the air. Now, I'm going to read her letter. She says, Dear Sir, I don't expect correspondence from you, but could, take, uh, could, talk, uh, could you talk about this great problem that I have? I need an answer. I committed fornication before marriage, and then murder, in parenthesis she says, abortion. I don't seem to feel God can forgive me. I know better. Uh, every day for the last 44 years this has tormented me. I married the man and had 25 years of hell on earth. He was an alcoholic, sex tramp, and the beatings that I received I lost count of years ago. I've since been divorced for 18 years, and of course I'm unmarried as I didn't want to commit adultery. I cannot believe God would forgive, although I've repented with many, many tears. Does my crime fit in with King David's great sin? Then perhaps God can forgive me. I will listen for your answer. Well, I hope she is listening because I'm going to talk about that question. You see, there are many things in this letter. Uh, this lady is talking about the matter of fornication before marriage. She's talking about abortion. These are serious sins. I don't mean to indicate that any sin is more serious than anything else, because all sin is serious before God, but what I am trying to say is they cannot be taken lightly any more than any sin can be taken lightly. But I want to read to her something from the Word of God that should be of great assurance and help to her, and then I'd like to talk about it a little bit. First, in 1 Corinthians 6, Paul reads this. And he's dealing with exactly the problem that she has in mind. He says in verse 9, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Now that's just what she is afraid of. She's afraid that God will not forgive her of her sin, that she will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what Paul says is true, that sinners will be kept outside of the heavenly family and the heavenly city of God and they will not inherit that kingdom with all of its joys, its happiness, and so on, because there isn't any sin in heaven. Heaven is a perfect place, an absolutely holy, perfect place. Even one sin would keep a person out of heaven. Any sin would keep a person out of heaven, no matter what the sin is. Now, notice what he says. He gives a list of the kinds of sins that this woman is talking about. Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, there's one of the items that she was talking about, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, these people probably were male prostitutes, 
nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. Well, in Revelation 21:22 and Revelation 22:15, there are a number of other uh, sections like this in which also these kinds of lists appear. But notice what Paul says in verse 11 in 1 Corinthians 6. Such were, notice the past tense, such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Now, what Paul is saying is that if a person truly trusts in Jesus Christ as his Savior, that fornication, adultery, thievery, drunkenness, whatever the sin may be, can be cleansed and washed away. Her problem is that she's trying to make one sin greater than another. But all sin is great enough to keep us out of God's heaven unless that sin is washed away, unless Jesus Christ has dealt with that sin and we have trusted him as our Savior. No matter what sins we've committed, if it's the sin of the so-called white lie, it's filthy in God's sight. God hates lies as much as he hates adultery. God hates lies, white or whatever you may call them. They're black in God's sight. He hates them as much as whatever you may bring to him in your life and you may think is terrible, murder or anything else. All these things are terrible because the very essence and heart of sin is not what is done so much as the fact that it is disobedience to God himself. That's the core of sin. Sin means rebellion against God. Sin means that we're hating God, that we don't care about God, that we're throwing his commandments and his desire and his will to the winds. That's what's wrong with sin. It's not what particular sin that's being sinned so much as the fact of sin. So, you see, all sin can be forgiven. There is only one sin which cannot be forgiven. Let me read you what Jesus says. He says in Matthew 12, 31, Therefore I say to you, any sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven men, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. Now you see, this is the point that we have to keep in mind. This passage that talks about the unforgivable sin or the sin against the Holy Spirit, this passage is a passage that ought to bring great comfort to believers, that it ought not lead them to shake in their boots or become fearful or to become upset. It should bring real comfort to people like this woman to know that trusting in Jesus Christ is sufficient to deal with those sins because Jesus says there is every and any kind of sin that may be forgiven except one sin. There is only one sin that he cannot forgive. There's only one sin that he refuses to forgive. There's only one sin for which he did not deny, uh, did not die. There is only one sin that would keep a person out of heaven and if he trusted in Jesus Christ. And that is this sin against the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about that on our next broadcast in case you're concerned about what that sin is. But obviously, that's not the sin that this woman has committed. She's talking about the sin of fornication, 
the sin of murder, abortion, and in Revelation and in 1 Corinthians 6, both of those sins are mentioned as sins that keep people out of heaven but can be forgiven so that people can go to heaven. You see, your problem is, is that you don't have a large enough Savior. You need to recognize that Christ's death was big enough and great enough and large enough to deal even with the sins of murder and fornication, and not to just deal with them in terms of forgiving them, but to deal with them in terms of cleansing you, not only in your heart and in your mind, but also in your actual living day by day from now on. You do not need to be tormented. And I say if anybody else is having this problem, you ought to turn to your pastor and talk to him. And I've tried to direct this woman toward a pastor who could help her get rid of these sins and this torment by trusting Christ. Lord, help us to know that Christ is a Savior large enough to deal with all of these problems, we pray in his name. Amen.